the Super Speedway. Alright, you and the 12, too fast, section 2. No, I, I just put it on this bumper, I didn't vary from that, sorry. Welcome to episode 227 of the Super Speedway Podcast, recorded Tuesday, March 15th, 2022. I'm your host, Eric Young, and I am joined, as always, by my co-host, James Cush. Denny Hamlin makes the uh, makes the intro this week. Yeah, that's great. I mean, the guy has won how many races? He's had how many pit road speeding penalties? And he follows Ryan Blaney without looking at his lights. <laughs> and this comes a week after his shifter malfunction. Yeah. Mal- air quote, er, malfunction. Right. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's not, listen, last week was an all-timer. Like, we'll be on the Mount Rushmore of audio clips for this podcast yeah, with I Kyle Busch. I don't, I don't know how we could have followed that up, Yeah, possibly. It was the. It was just fantastic. Yeah, it's going to be tough to beat any of that. Um, <clears throat> there wasn't a whole lot to choose from this week. The fortune that was on the broadcast, and I managed to, it was a, it was a late decision to use that audio clip. Dude, listen, man, we're getting this bad boy in. On a on a whim and a miracle tonight, right. so we'll take it. I'm solo dad. You're bending to my schedule. I, well, I mean, listen. not really, because we're technically recording when we normally. We are do. technically on time, but <laughs> got, as as you would say, uh, this is a kutch um, produ- <laughs> production this yeah. evening. Who knows when we're starting and texting and. I mean, to be uh, fair, you did ask me to go tomorrow, and I said I can't. So. <laughs> so i True. guess i guess True. we're on my schedule now we're, it's because because of me so i'll give you hey that. man fle- flex the muscle when uh when you can <laughs> uh eric man i was pumped about this winner go yeah. for it man get it let's get into it yeah let's let's start there uh chase briscoe the 200th winner in the history of the cup series oh man and so uh, cool. he did it the right way, man. He, they, first of all, three guys battling for the, for their first win ever. They all raced each other clean. Um, yep. Great finish. Thanks to Eric Jones. Once again, being the late race caution. Um, mm. yeah. Somebody who said on DBC this week, at least they don't uh, NASCAR doesn't have the debris caution anymore. Now they just have the Eric Jones caution. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. It's uh man. And he's been running. He didn't have a great race this week, but you know, he's, he's showing some improvements. So I hate that he's getting this, uh, getting this treatment, but that's, you know, a story for another time, apparently. Yeah. But, uh, but Chase Briscoe put the, put the hammer down and got her done, uh, and held those two off Tyler Reddick and, uh, and who the heck was the other one? <laughs> we had Ross Chastain. Chastain. Yeah. Yeah. We had Ross Chastain wheeling, dealing up there and, um, and Ryan Blaney gets bit by the pit road bug one more oh. time. I mean, they've got to be, they've got to be just pulling their hair out with their pit road problems. Got to be that, time that to replace team. one or two pit crew members, some, don't you think? Some people might need to be fired. I, I don't. I, I'm not. I'm not a proponent of firing people. But what I mean, we had storylines across the board up there. I mean, Kurt Busch trying to get 2311 back to victory lane. Kevin yeah. Harvick keeping the top ten streak alive. Well, not uh, only but, Kurt Busch, but I mean, we got Kurt and Kyle. Who managed to get Toyotas in the top ten when the Toyotas were out to frickin' really, launch all yeah, day? Really, yep, they were really stinking up the joint. Huh. But yeah, I mean it surprised me when I heard that Kurt Bush finished fifth because he was yeah. really nowhere for a long period of time, but managed to get the finish yep. at the end. Of course you get that when you have, you know, a late race caution that that shakes things up too. Yep. Um, but good to see yep. at least two Toyotas get into the top ten because they sure as the heck weren't running there during the day. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, they've they've been struggling. Um 
you know, and, and Truex pounded the wall. Oh, yeah, absolutely pounded the wall. I mean, that that looked like a big hit. We're going to see hits uh, like that, especially on these flat tracks, James, where you uh-huh. can't run speed off. You yep. cut a tire down, you're going to smack that wall hard with well, the right and, front. Right, and and still, I, I think we're having some, uh, we are still showing some tire issues. Corey LaJoy had, yeah. had a tire um, come off. or Did you hear what he said today? Because he was on Sirius, so they were expecting to maybe get to the bottom of whether the wheel yeah. came off first or not. But I didn't hear what he said. No, I, di- I didn't hear what he said. He and the funny thing is, is I listened to him on Gluck's podcast yeah. uh, today, but yeah, so I, I mean that was that was pre-recorded, so <laughs> right. Uh, no new no news out of Corey LaJoy from my end. I didn't see anything on the Twitters either, but okay. um, yeah, there was yeah, a lot that, of speculation because the wheel nut came off that the wheel likely came off first yeah. before the contact. Um, mm-hmm. But it's hard to say because we don't know how these aluminum wheels right. when they hit the wall they break. Yeah, so. yeah, and they they exp- I mean basically I mean Truex that thing exploded. Yeah when he when he made contact he couldn't even drive that i mean he was smoking the tires trying to drive away so right um but you know eric back to that restart i mean you you started saying it um we had all these first time winners and how they didn't want them up going seven wide yeah. <laughs> into that dog leg and then uh you had chase briscoe just perfection on that last restart blocked his way to the bottom held his line um and then i guess i guess he's the shifting master we've seen this a couple times out of him uh he was he was dropping the hammer at the coliseum earlier this year too so something to it maybe i think a lot of these teams are going to be looking at with this car um opportunities to opportunities when uh when you can find it to to start shifting downshifting and um getting a little more acceleration on these corners i could see that happening here i could see it happening at loudon i could see it happening at martinsville we're going to go to gateway this year for the first time with the cup series I yep. gotta imagine they'll be shifting there. Yeah, um, I think. That, yeah, I think this this is uh, ex- exploiting something that's with you know with this new car. I think we found a little bit of a nugget here. Um, I'm, I guarantee you, the rest of the SHR guys are going to be switching yeah. over to it. Yeah, I'll tell you what. I mean, for one, it's it's easier to do than it was yeah. in the past because you don't have yep. to try and find the gear. You just go forward or backward. Um, yep. Ask Denny Hamlin which one which direction to go. <laughs> um, and then again, you got that extra gear, you know, you got that overdrive yep. that, uh, that gives you a little bit more freedom there. The gears are closer together. Uh, if you're, yep. if you're bogging a little bit in the turn downshift, man, downshift. And yeah. And, and, uh, we saw even in your burnouts when, uh, at the, at, if you're about to hit the pit wall and you yeah, right. stop, you can, you can throw it in reverse actually pretty quick and smoke them the other way too. So we, that was, that was pretty learned, impressive. Yeah. We learned that at the end. Yeah. I thought he was going to tear it up. That's for sure. <laughs> oh yeah, I thought that transmission was gone. Um man, Eric, you know what a cool to 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 speak on Briscoe for just a little bit. Yeah. You know, I I, I love these first time winners. Um but he's this, got this, such a great story. What a story. I mean, that's that's it. I mean, sleeping on couches, sweeping floors in Arca shop. Dude, he's and, living your dream. He is driving his favorite driver's car. He's, yeah, he's he's doing what I do on in NASCAR Heat, um, in real life, IRL, right? Yeah, yeah. this is <laughs> this is he's living the dream, and you know, Eric, when he got out of the car, you saw him uh, take a knee mm-hmm. and kind of do a prayer. And uh, many people might not know that story, but it was a very public um, miscarriage that his wife had, and a tr- super tragic um, deal for their for their family. And, right. and he had some emotional Xfinity Series wins following that. Um, I think that's when he beat Kyle Busch going toe to toe at Darlington. Uh, just, I mean, we know he's a wheel man and yeah. uh, he can really drive these cars, but man, I mean, just what a story, what a, 
what a drive. I mean, over a hundred laps led was not a fluke. I mean, Chase Briscoe showed up and um, Ryan Blaney left the, left the door cracked open just a little bit and he was able to slam it through and, and get this one. Um, man, Eric, we've got, uh, we've got another driver locked into the playoffs here. It, yeah. it could get a little interesting if we keep this up. Yeah, definitely could get interesting. I I'm I, man, I'm telling you, I, I see, I seen some good things out of Harvick this weekend. Uh, Hamlet, yeah, Hamlet continues to struggle. I am my prediction. I'm telling you those guys, you get, you just filled two holes in the, in the playoffs from with two guys well, that we maybe weren't expecting to be there. However, I would argue that uh, we had two winners last year at this point in the season where we, were, we weren't expecting them to be in either. So yeah, yeah. Um, it's a little early to go crazy. It's a little yep. early to start, uh, start, you know, screaming that we're going to have more winners well, we, or whatever, but well, we, we were doing this, like you said it, we were doing this last year and then yep. Kyle Larson started ripping. Um, yep. But, but yeah, I, I don't see, well, I'll tell you what, I, well, mean, I just so, don't see that happening this year, James. I don't know that I see somebody just going on a tear I, I, yeah, because we're I still see, learning so much. Yeah, I don't see double-digit wins, but somebody will break through and get to like five or six. Yeah, I mean, probably. I, we might and we might get a couple. But you know, I will say this: uh, Chastain and Reddick will win a race. Mm-hmm. Like they, they, if Ch- they, Chastain especially. That Chastain is there. Um, and Suarez, I mean, I wouldn't even count Suarez out. Like yeah. those guys can those that Trackhouse team can freaking win. All I mean, you we gotta were... do is put Austin Dillon in the lead, and Suarez will take yeah. him out and win. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Eric, I was amazed by Trackhouse last year. Remember, I remember yeah. very fondly saying, "Man, Trackhouse, they're like not fooling around. They came to play." And then you get him in this new car, and holy smokes, yep. they are they are right there with the big dogs. You know, yeah. every week right now. Yeah, it's, it's definitely awesome. definitely really interesting to see the that crop of drivers that we're seeing up toward the front. Um, yep. I mean, Chase Briscoe, you mentioned he hasn't been a slouch. He's been decent this season. Ross Chastain's been right there. Mm-hmm. Um, Daniel Suarez didn't get the finish necessarily, but he, I mean, it's still top 10. Top 10, top 10, yeah. But he's, Bush, he's been yeah. knocking on the door. Tyler Reddick has been great. Chris Buescher has been decent. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, there's Five. guys up here that we don't normally see up here. Yep. Byron won a stage. He didn't have the finish that he wanted, but, um, you know, he was being heard from early on. So, yeah, I mean, we've got guys, um, you know, Larson blows an engine. He, he probably could have shook things up a little bit. He was, that car was pretty quick. He had to come from the back. Um, but yeah, that was, that was strange. I haven't, haven't seen, uh, seen an engine failure from Hendrick in a, in a minute too. So that's, that's something maybe to look at. Right. And the more these cars have the same parts on them, the more you start to get nervous when that happens. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. How Especially many, with... how many cars in the field had that same motor in it? And yeah, <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. And a lot, a lot of the Chevrolet guys do. So, right. Um, yeah. What a cool, uh, what a cool race. I, I know this one wasn't as popular in Jeff Gluck's good race poll, but well, uh, here's the thing, James, I wanted I to talk it. about that because yeah, it wasn't it. it wasn't a barn burner. It wasn't a spectacular race. It was an okay race, um, but it wasn't spectacular. And I'm actually happy about that because yeah. we you're, we're not going to have these spectacular races every week. And if we continue to have them every mm-hmm. week, we're going to get that expectation. And we need a couple of these every now and then to bring us back down. The only thing that bothers me about it is that the next time we come here, we're racing for a championship and it's just, I'll say it again, you know, last year did okay for us, but this just is not a great track to decide a champion at. And hopefully no offense to Phoenix, no offense to the crowd. Um, I know it's a great area, but uh, hopefully this is the last time we race for a championship here. Yeah. I, and I don't know, 
you know, what the plans would be for the future of that. But, you know, I, I think the pressure does get amped up. So I think we'll be okay, no matter where we race for a championship, but there's definitely, you know, there's definitely venues that can, um, put some better racing on more consistently. But, but that being said, you know, the, the long green flag runs. One thing we haven't seen a lot of out of this car is long sus- uh, sustainability. Yeah. Um, and that was a positive. I think these teams have been on a long West coast swing. They really haven't been back to the shop a whole heck of a lot um, right now. So these cars are getting tweaked on the road and shipped across the country and to see them hold up the way they did other than a few, you know, issues that's that's really good i thought we'd see some more attrition out of these cars uh this early on but they're really holding up fairly well yeah yeah i agree um not really much to add there it's uh again it was it was a a solid race um not to the level that we've seen the last couple of weeks but you're gonna have those from time to time um and i'm okay with that so um it was compelling i mean it was a good race um three hours and six minutes it felt longer than that. So that's not a good thing. Um, but again, I, I can't sit here and complain about it, James. It was, it just wasn't yeah. to the level the other four have been, but I mean, they're all not all going to be. Listen, so if we're, yeah. If, and if Jeff Gluck's poll is, is um, flatlining around 80% every week, 75% every week, man, we'll take that from where we've come from the right. last few years for sure. Definitely. So yeah, the car continues you know, we're going to talk, I, you guys might get sick of it listening to it every week, but we got to talk about it every week this year until, you know, we, we get past the surplus issues with the parts. Um, well, I think we're going to see a big improvement getting, here because yeah. every time the West coast swing is always a stretch to get through in yeah. general. And with the shortages, it becomes even more of a stretch. Everybody's going to come back. They're going to check their inventory. They're going to get things back to where they need to be. Mm-hmm. Not only that, but they're going to take everything they learned at the West Coast swing that they haven't been able to impl- or to, to put into the cars. And yep. you're going to see those guys that maybe you're expecting to see up front, like a Brad Keselowski, for example, yeah. or a Denny Hamlin. You're going to see those guys now start to pick things back up and start to catch back up um, yeah. because it's hard to catch up when you're on the West Coast. You're not... You're not working in the shop. You're not spending all that time during the week working in the shop before you go to the track. So um, obviously there's less to do with this car than there is with the old one, but it's still going to apply. Yeah. And and I would add to that too. Everything we do with this car is brand new. Every race, it's a whole new thing. Uh, I mean, we're going to a place this week that we've been to, (laughs) we've been to, but we've never been right. Um, Not, not like this. And then, you know, even if you go to a track that is pretty, you know, we're going to go to Coda pretty soon. We've never had this car on a road course um, in competition. So it, it, it's brand new every week. So we have to evaluate what we're seeing on a whole different level, which I think adds to the excitement as a fan. Um, and, you know, that's complemented by the good racing we've seen and the elevation of, you know, talent with, with, I guess what you would typically say is lesser stuff. Right. Um, you know, we've, we've seen an elevation in that as well, which has been just, um, a theme we're, we're seeing, we're starting to see themes, which is something that I like and we can kind of track and see what's going on, but it's still really fresh and new and, and exciting. And um, I mean, I, I'm at this point in the season as jazzed up as I've been uh, about the series in quite some time, you know, and, and as somebody who's a diehard fan, like we are, I think that's a, uh, that's just fantastic. I can only imagine people who are new to the sport, seeing this coming around for the first time, they've, they've got to be thrilled. Yeah, I mean, I'm disappointed on Monday 
that I got to wait until the weekend for the next race. Yeah. And when's the last time, honestly, we could really say that, you yeah. know, I mean, I mean, I, I would say that this weekend I probably was looking forward to the least of the races so far this season because Phoenix is just, isn't my favorite track. Yeah. Um, but still, I mean, I, I couldn't wait to, to watch it. Um, but I'm feeling the same way about the truck series and the Xfinity series too. So I don't think it's just a cup series thing. Um, yeah. the, all three series have momentum going. I mean, there's, yeah. there's good things happening in all three and we're going to talk about the Xfinity series here in a second. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so, I mean, it's just, everything's in a positive swing right now. We're all ready to be racing yep. and, and now, and, now, man, we're, we're three races into the season going on the fourth race of the season. Fifth, no, fifth yeah. race. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're in it now. This is, this yeah. is it. We're in the season. Yeah. And, and now F1 with all of their momentum, they're coming in. IndyCar's had some nice pop too. I think yeah. motorsports in general is doing really well. So this has been a, this has been a fun little stretch that we're in. Yeah. Good um, thing. I mean, good thing gas prices are up and the recession's coming. That'll be, yeah. should help things out a lot. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And the negative press will start coming from that probably. Jesus. Right. Uh, uh, yeah. So Chase Briscoe gets his first win in his 40th cup series race. As we mentioned, 200th cup winner uh, of all time. Pretty spectacular to think about. I don't know what the number is of drivers that are racing the cup series. Chocolate Myers threw out 3000 uh, yesterday on the radio. Mm. I don't know how accurate that is, but um, you know, they, they talk that some 80% of drivers who race in the top three series never get a win. Um, yeah. that, I mean, that just 200 drivers is not that many no. when the, when NASCAR has been around what 70 some years, mm-hmm. I mean, that's, that's a pretty short list to be a part of. Yep. Um, and it's now a fraternity. Chase on it. Yeah. Yeah. It's so. a fraternity. And, and I thought, I thought it was funny too. Like, Richard Petty has one win for every driver who's ever won. Yeah, <laughs> that is funny. Which is pretty cool. <laughs> I mean, so we, and you, you know, this year we're going to get over 200, but what I saw too, is every 25 race winners is about 10 to 10 to 12 years apart. Once you start getting to uh, getting to about 75. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's some pretty cool names on that list of every 25, like Brad Keselowski at Talladega was 175 um, back cool. in 2009. I saw, um, Joe Nemechek, I think, was 150 uh, back in the early or late nine late 90s, like 1999 too. So it's uh it's pretty cool um, to join that fraternity, and um, you know we're gonna add we're gonna continue to add guys to it. But uh, I'm I'm looking at really quick. I was looking at the overall point standings, not including wins, not not the playoff bracket. Um, but Joey Logano leads the points, and it's really like. Chase Briscoe's right there. He's fourth. Kyle Busch second. Chase Elliott third. Kyle Busch is second in points. How incredible is that? <laughs> yeah, he's second in points after the struggles he's had. Uh, Kyle Larson, Chase Briscoe tied for fourth. Eric Almarola had his first non-top ten finish of the season. He's sixth. Sindrick eighth. Uh, Reddick ninth. Uh, so pretty cool. Um, little mix of uh, some new names. I mean, we got some fresh blood, which is uh, which is pretty pretty exciting. So just wanted to throw that out there too. Yeah. Um, what about so Harvick set a record this weekend that Fox was making a big deal out of? Yeah, yeah tied a record. Tied, tied the record. Yep. What the heck was it? Now it was he's most most consecutive top tens at one racetrack. Right. Uh, Do we 18. care about this? I mean, is does, is Harvick didn't care? He said, "Who cares? I don't pay any attention to it." I mean, Fox it, is making a, it out to be a really big deal. Yeah, it's a made up stat. Yeah, um, but it, it is. You know. It, it might be a made up stat or it's a made up, I shouldn't say it's a made up stat. It's a, it, the stats official. It's a, Nobody <laughs> keeps track of this crap though. I it's mean, it's a fake record. It's a fake <laughs> right. record. Um, but 
there you can't go on a list find a list of yeah. like you can you know multiple winners or whatever you can't find a list of this somewhere <laughs> What I would say, though, is to Fox's point, I'm glad that they researched it because it just goes to show you how good he's been at Phoenix yeah. for so long. I mean, 18. So you race twice a year. Um, and so 18 races is is almost a decade of right. excellence at, at one right. racetrack. And, and, and that's three configurations of the same racetrack, too. Exactly. Yeah. And, and he's piled. He had a, a stretch three? where he's piling it, on ones. Has it been less than 10 years since they made the dog leg bigger, the dog leg, yeah, the dog leg is less than ten years old, I think. Yeah, because I want to say that was they, twenty. They made the dog leg bigger, and then they switched the yeah, front maybe stretch. Ten years. It might be ten years. Hmm. It might be. I don't know. Um, that dog leg, though, Eric. I'll tell you what. I know you're not a huge fan of this track, but that dog leg is such a fun little wrinkle into a race. I always, when they first made that. I thought this is stupid that they can cut the course like this, but when they're yeah, going but, 10 man. wide, <laughs> dude, and kudos to Kyle Bush for having the stones to be yeah. the first one to fly down there. I mean, Kyle don't care. Well, and he I also care. wasn't in favor of, of moving the start finish line here. And I'm not, yeah. I'm not a huge fan of that. either. I think but... it works because to be able to hit the line and then immediately dive like that, going into turn one on the restart. Yeah. yeah I mean, I think yeah. that's pretty cool. Well, so. and, and in, you know, our Xfinity Series championship race last year was pretty sweet. Yeah. Um, when Hemrick moved Cindric and that was really, I mean, that was a nice, you know, kudos to the layout. So uh, I'm good with Phoenix where it's at right now. I, I think this is, this is the final configuration. Let's, let's leave it alone. I don't need, we don't need to move anything. Else no, no, around. no. Yeah. Let's, th let's leave it. But I, you that know, dog I... leg is such a fun wrinkle. I mean, it really is just something completely unique on the schedule. Like we don't have anywhere else is somewhere you could really cut the track like that it's pretty cool where the just past where the start finish line is now in the old configuration when they originally came here um 1988 mm -hmm. was the first race at phoenix international raceway um that was there was an opening there for yep. the road course and they used to clip the end of that concrete wall and they would shorten that wall every race because they would take chunks yep. of concrete off the end of it yep um i miss that that was cool watching them yep. They'd put a put a speed shot camera right there on that wall, and they'd just come up and just scrape the sucker. Yeah, that was cool. That was really wide out the other way. And then yeah. on the bottom of the corner, uh, playing NASCAR Racing 03, <laughs> things like that, you could hit the rumble strips. Yep. They had like a road course style rumble strip on the inside. Yep. Uh, so that was a cool little configuration. I always loved the gateways got one of those, Eric. Yes. I think they still have it. Gateways still has rumble strips. Yes. And they have the, and they have the wall that comes out too, I think. Uh, the yes, gate. they do. They, they put a barrier up for the IndyCar race, but yep. the truck series race, it's open. And I'm curious what they'll do for cup because yeah. generally we don't have wall openings in the cup series. So um, I wonder if that will be one of the renovations that they do and maybe get rid of that for the cup race. We'll see. Maybe the old EA sports games used to be able to run the Phoenix road course, which was always really cool. You yeah. could go out onto the, uh, onto the road course. I thought that was kind of, I can't remember which one that was, but that was a long time ago. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Ross Chastain gets his uh, first top 10 finish in eight races at Phoenix raceway uh, with a second place finish. It's a second top five in 2022. Um, that just again goes to show you how strong he's been this season. Um, Tyler Reddick, he posted his first top uh, top 10 finish in five races at Phoenix International Raceway with his third place finish. Todd Gilliland in 19th was the highest finishing rookie on the day. And Chase Briscoe becomes the third Cup Series driver to earn their first career win at Phoenix Raceway. James, I know you know one of them. Do you know the other? I it was a th he's the third to do it? He's the third to do it. The so first Alan was in the inaugural Alan race. Alan Kowicki. Yep. 
is one. Yes. Which by the well, I'll we'll go we'll come back to that. I, we're, we're gonna bring we're gonna bring Alan Quickie up later. Yeah, I know why um, you are too. Okay, good because I'm <laughs> mad about it. Um, the so the so who else had their first win? Yes, there? one other driver had their first win, and I'll give you a hint. It was in 1996. 96. Oh man, I'm drawing a blank. Bobby Hamilton. Oh, that's a good one. And it was yep. the 43 car, I believe. Was it not? Yeah. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. I don't think it would have been the square D car back no, then. I'm pretty sure it was the it was the 43 oh, car. Let's yep, Bobby I'm Hamilton. Gonna... Thanks to NASCAR statistics yeah. for that one. Wow. That's a good one. Yeah. I would have thought I would I don't recall Bobby winning there. I recall Bobby winning at Martinsville. That's a that's a good one. There you go. Oh, yeah. He's got he's got four career cup wins. Oh, I'm in the rabbit hole. Yeah, he was driving the STP car back then. There you go. Yeah, he did win Martinsville, by the way, so I wasn't wrong about that. He won that with uh, the McClure Motorsports number four Kodak Chevrolet. Did he win at Darlington with the 43 car, or did he not win there? I think he, he won. Ran... He won. Yep, he's got two wins in the 43. He won the okay. he won the Rock. Okay. Um, so he won at Rockingham 97, 98 Martinsville, 2001 in Talladega okay. with the Square D Chevy for Andy Petrie. Gotcha. So this this must be the race that I remember winning then in the forty three car. Of all the strange rabbit holes we've gotten into, there's a there's a good one. Right. Yep. Bobby Hamilton, gentleman racer. Yes. Good dude. Uh, eight caution laps for fifty or eight caution flags for fifty two laps in this one. We mentioned three hours and six minutes. We had uh, fourteen lead changes among six drivers and a lot of struggles passing. If you uh, listen to the door door bumper clear guys, so there you go. That's there you go. Phoenix Raceway. Anything else that we missed in the Cup Series race, James? It's not not as eventful as we've had the last few weeks, oh. but uh, I feel like my excitement for Chase Briscoe winning was was muted in comparison to how excited I really was on Sunday. Yeah, there, I was pretty was excited a, too. I, it's there tough. was a there was a hard fist pump when I when that happened. It's really tough it. for me because I really really want Tyler Reddick to win because yeah. a I've been cheering yeah. for him and b we predicted he would be the next first time winner and we've had two since that. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I just I really I really want Reddick to get it, um, but can't can't root against Briscoe, man. This guy he's he's a wheel man. Um, he's had a had a fun start to his career. It's been really interesting to see what he's done. Um, yep. And how about uh, the Brad Keselowski Racing graduates this year? Um, Top four, yeah, you know, pretty cool, man. So. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, you know, Chase Briscoe. You know, if you go back to him, him and Kyle Busch at Darlington in 2020, that really was his coming out party um, because he ended up winning nine races that year in, in that in that season. Probably should have won the championship and, and just did, just had a bad run um, in the championship race. But I mean, 22 top tens. He had 26 top tens the year before in the Xfinity series. So he's he's been doing it for a minute. And, and we know he could have won the Indy Road Course last year things go a little bit a little bit differently but uh eric he's one top 10 away from tying his uh his total of last year already so he's he's definitely uh we talk about guys making the leap uh, there he's he's in what appears to be in the process of making that leap yeah um and not not a young guy by no i mean we talk we're talking about him as he's a kid and right. he's 20 he's 27 he's older than i think he's older than chase elliott is he not uh, hold on oh, could be hold on. hold on i'm gonna verify that chase elliott is 26 so yes he is older 
than Chase Elliott. I'm still struggling with the fact that Kyle Larson is 29 and he's not even 30 yet. Yeah, yeah. That, Kyle that, Larson's a bit wrong, yeah. When I heard that he was, when they said 29 yesterday, I was listening to the radio, that hit me <laughs> hard, James. That hit me really hard. So well, you we, don't even want to know how old Joey Logano is then. Right, I know. I know. <laughs> Well, I was watching that. We're going to talk about the ASA video later, but there was an interview with Joey Logano at 14 in there. Oh, um, Jesus. So, but uh, I was, I was still in high school or I was great. Uh, I think I was out of high school. If yeah. He was a four, if he was four. Oh my God. Oh my God. So um, just uh, we kind of glossed over it, but I, I did want to reiterate top four drivers in this race are Brad Kozlowski racing, former drivers. Uh, we had Austin Sindrick get himself a win this season in the Daytona 500. Also a Brad Kozlowski racing driver. Um, we've talked before, James, about who it was the best at finding talent, uh, developing talent. And, you know, we, we talk, Kyle Busch gets a lot of credit. Junior Motorsports gets a lot of credit. But I think mm-hmm. a lot of people forget because the BK Racing guys didn't jump up and just immediately start winning. Yeah. Um, but there's been some really skilled drivers that have gone through that organization. Yeah. Um, They're next. And They're maybe next. more more drivers that were skilled that went through that organization than weren't. I mean, yeah. a lot of the, a lot of these, the grad, a lot of the drivers that race there are doing great things or getting there. So yep. um, very cool. Very cool for Brad. I uh, would like to see, hopefully Brad can turn things around because he's had a rough start to the season. Yeah. He'll um, get there. But... I mean, they'll, I, I have no doubt that that team will start to find its way. I mean, it's, it's a, it's a process, but I mean, they got a top 10 out of uh, Chris Busher. So um, take your small victories and, and keep plugging away. They're going to be fine. They'll be fine. James, I'm going to give you an opportunity here uh, before we leave the Cup Series race. Uh, shall we grade uh, Danica Patrick's performance in the booth one more time? Okay. <laughs> I tell you what, Clint Boyer's Twitter account got hacked during the race, and he didn't have the worst day in that booth. I'll tell you that. <laughs> so, hey, credit to Clint Boyer for calling Danica out and telling her this isn't IndyCar. <laughs> <laughs> Danica relies in all seriousness. She relies on her experience and unfortunately she doesn't have any, she doesn't have a good experience (laughs) in racing. Honestly, like it's not, she, you know, there was that wreck when Truex wrecked on the front or on the backstretch. Immediately in my mind, I thought, Oh, Danica wrecked there once. I remember that (laughs) because it was really bad. And sure isn't sure enough. Yep. She she pointed it out. She brought it up. And I texted our group chat too uh earlier that i had to put it on mute after she said something <laughs> completely completely ridiculous so yeah um which again i'll bring that up again towards the end of the show perfect uh so yeah they talked i think it was on dbc this week they talked about the fact that she she does a decent job of hosting the um the pre-race show for the indycar series she's just not good in this role it's not danica's fault i don't you know we we bash danica we've done our share of bashing danica on this podcast i don't have a problem problem with danica patrick and they pointed out on there if nascar knew what they were doing they would have her at the track in some capacity every weekend and they pointed out i think brett griffin pointed out make her the pace car driver you know get her involved because she's good for the sport but don't put her in the booth man it just doesn't work for her there i've yeah, the, you know I've another said, spot you could put her, James. They suggested on the podcast, and I, you're gonna cringe because you hate this segment. But make her do the grid walk. Oh God! <laughs> but seriously, I mean, that's she's good at interacting with people. She's got a podcast. She's good at interacting with people, interviewing people. Don't make her do color commentary. She sucks at it. It's not yeah. her fault. She sucks at it. Yep. Some people just can't do it. You know. Yep. So and and you know to go back, I've 
Danica Patrick belongs in the NASCAR Hall of Fame. I'm sorry, yeah. like she will get there, and I and I I'll she better. Dan- yeah, I, I will defend Danica in certain situations. Do you think but... she will get there? Do you think some? Do you think she'll get nominated? Yeah, she'll get in. She'll I get have in. my doubts that she will. She'll get. She in. She should, but she I have my doubts that she will. Yeah, she will definitely make it at some point. I don't know when. She's not allowed to be on the ballot until this ne- this coming. This coming vote, I think she'll be able to be on the ballot. So we'll see. Um, Yeah, she retired in 20. Yeah, she retired the year after junior. So, Hmm. yeah, she should be on the ballot. She she should have been able to be this past season because junior junior had to wait a year. Yeah. Yeah. Junior retired 2017. She retired 2018. So, yeah, she should be. She should be coming up for a nomination. Hmm. Um, You know, if she gets in before somebody like Carl Edwards, I might have an issue with that. But I wouldn't be surprised if she gets overlooked, James. I I really wouldn't. She shouldn't. But no, I wouldn't be surprised if she does. But if you if you want to put a if you want to put a marketable face on the Hall of Fame, Danica Patrick's definitely yeah. a, a good person to get out there. And, and she's deserving on her own merit. She yeah. is the when you think of women driver in the sport, I you know, on a tangent here for a second. But women drivers in the history of of motorsport, she's the you know, she's the one that comes to mind as the as far as longevity is concerned. Nobody did it better than Danica. Right. Um. You know, Janet Guthrie's probably, you know, better yeah i mean you don't <laughs> you, know. you don't think that jennifer joe cobb should get in before danica oh in the hall of fame? Pete, man holy smokes <laughs> put natalie decker in there then right too. yeah hey man she's but making good with that bush sponsorship on tiktok james Eric, is a big how, fan of natalie decker on tiktok how just for the awful i mean how awful are we as two white dudes sitting here yeah we really <laughs> sound like dicks don't we <laughs> bad bashing on you really I do. Ter- no, seriously I though, ter- I do think I Danica Patrick. If we could get her involved somehow, it'd, it'd be good. It would be good for the sport. Um, I not, I guess I give her credit animals. for trying it. Maybe I don't know. I'm I'm not thinking that she necessarily knocked on Fox's door and said, "Hey, can I do this?" Mm-hmm. Um, you know, honestly, I think it has a lot to do with what Clint wants in that booth right now. It's it's Clint's buddies that are going in there. It's not it's people that yeah, Clint, Clint has had Clint relationships with. It's not just. Yeah. I mean, nobody's been in that booth yet that hasn't had some connection with Clint. So of course, yeah. I and mean, I mean, next week we're we I've dropped it in the news. We might as well say it now. Yeah. Uh, Jeff Gordon's back in the booth. Yeah. Um, this week, which I I'm looking forward to having Jeff back. I thought he was great. Yeah. I me think too. the I think the booth kind of misses Jeff just a little bit. I really. I think so. I, she, I mean, I would I wouldn't mind seeing just Clint and Mike do something too. Um, yeah. Have have a week where we don't have the third anal or the second analyst, but. Fox um, has bigger issues than just who's calling their races at this point. I yeah. mean, it's it's noticeably getting it's getting pretty rough. Yeah, um, everything that they're doing. So, yeah, but I di- I digress. Um, so we head over to, on Saturday. We had the NASCAR Xfinity Series uh, race in the whatever the heck it was, the United Rentals Two Hundred <laughs> at Phoenix Raceway, and Noah Gregson finally makes good on uh, where he's been. He's had the opportunity all season long. Finally gets that win. 114 laps led. Um, yeah. Essentially dominates the race. Gets himself the victory. Uh, win stage two. Second in stage one. Um, this, this was a Noah Gregson day. Uh, only three other drivers led double-digit laps. Brandon Jones with uh, 30. Trevor Bain with uh, 38. And then John Hunter Nemechek with 11. Um, so good on yeah. Noah Gregson to get that win and climb the fence, man. Yeah, he did. He definitely did. Um, Eric. I gotta say, yeah. What do we think? What do we think of Trevor Bain right now? I don't know. Dude's running. He is. He's running. He is. They added races for him. 
Yeah. He's going to run some more races this year, so that's good. Yeah, I mean. He's two two starts, two top fives. He could win a race. Yeah. Well, we talked about it last week that, you know, Trevor Trevor had the problem that he got he got ran over to Roush, and Roush was struggling, and we didn't know how bad Roush was, Roush was struggling at the time. Um, we yep. knew they were struggling, but we didn't know how bad. And, uh, you know, they railroaded out of there for Matt Kenseth. Yeah. Which was, was pretty ugly. Yeah. So, I mean, there, there's probably a lot of potential there for Trevor Bain that we never saw. And we're going to see it a little bit right now. I mean, again, if there was a car in the field that you would want to run in and prove yourself in, there's probably that's no the better one. car than that yeah, one. That's the one. <laughs> so if there's yep, an 18 or a 54 on the door, I mean, yeah. Or a 20. Yeah. Yeah. That's, 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 that's stable. Hey, speaking uh, of 20, um, I want to jump back to the cup race because whoever the idiots are who decided to put the Christopher Bell paint scheme on Kyle Busch's car this weekend, man, that pissed oh my me God. off. I, I liked it. Uh, I liked it. So, okay. The Chrome numbers. I was a big fan of the Chrome numbers. I could not tell that that wasn't 20 because I couldn't well, see those see, damn numbers. Did you see the viral photo that went around of them trying to get that car through tech? No. Because the chrome numbers screw up the laser system. <laughs> they have to, they like spray painted some like, like they spray painted the 18 inside the chrome and it looked oh, absolutely, it looked absolutely ridiculous. I'll you have to look find for it. it. Yeah. Yeah. It's out there. All right. Well, let's but, go back to this, back to the Xfinity race. <laughs> Eric, I was going to ask you since yeah. we, you know, let's, let's jump back to Noah Gregson. I know we're yeah. jumping around a little bit. Uh, if you had to guess off the top of your head, what is his average finish so far through four races? How do you think he's doing? Uh, top of your head. What third? do you think? He, you're close. He is an average finish of two. Nice. His, uh, his I, I was going to go two, but I, that seemed too easy. Yeah. Third at Daytona, second and second, and then the win at Phoenix. So uh, he has led. Uh, he has led multiple laps in every race. So I couldn't um, remember where he finished at Daytona. If I remembered he was third, then I, I yep. would have got a one, a one, a three and two seconds. And he is, um, he is lighting it up right now. Uh, uh, is there anybody in the Xfinity series that celebrates better than him? <laughs> I, I mean, don't know. He's, he's pretty good. Um, yeah, he, he's, I, I like, <laughs> he's a party animal, man. Yeah, I love that. I love that. He's, I mean, when he, was he really gives. Last he year. gives me a Tim Richmond feel, James. A little, yeah. He that's really, a good really does. Yeah, he's got the hairdo going yeah. too. Yeah. yeah, and I mean, he's the guy that you'd expect in the group photo to probably you want to cover up the middle area of his body to make sure he's not doing something shady yep. in the group photo for the All Star race and. You yeah, exactly. All that if stuff. If you don't I mean... know that story, you look that up on your own. Make sure, uh, make sure it's not on your work computer. Don't yeah. There. Um, uh, yeah. He just, he just, he really gives me that vibe. Eric, we talked about this. I can't remember. Maybe it was two pods ago, three pods ago. I, I don't remember what um, his path is. Well, no, it's it's okay. it's it's well, that's kind of it. But <laughs> at some point last year, oh yeah, he he, I think I feel like he hit rock bottom and then. He blossomed, mm-hmm. and ever since then, he has been, he has just been, I, you know, doing what he's supposed to do at this point in the Xfinity Series. But you, you, you had it, uh, you had it. I think, if I'm recalling this correctly, you said he, there's nothing left. He's just got to keep winning, and that's that's pretty much what he's doing at this point. He's just got to keep keep winning these races. I mean, he he had that that Martinsville race he won to get himself to Phoenix last year in a yeah. must win situation was absolutely massive. And uh, I mean, I wish he could have finished it off and, and got that title. Um, but it, it's fun to watch. And, and right now he is, he, he, you know, this looks like a guy who's going to win nine or 10 races in the expanded series right here. This is, this is the kind of pro- projection 
you're looking at with with how he's driving right now. I mean, the biggest challenge he's got is he's going to have to battle the other junior motorsports cars because they've all been really good too. Um, yes, Justin mm-hmm. Allgaier got a tenth place finish here, which part of the story there is they they had a, a pit road issue where they took the the gun out of the pit stall at the end, the last pit stop, yeah, um, which penalized him. He had to do a drive through. He raced back up to ninth, and then they pitted on the checkered flag lap to tighten the lug nuts because they had two missing lug nuts that they were aware of and they didn't want to get the penalty. So yep. they, they realized they could pit they were at the right place. They could pit and only lose one position and stay um, in the top 10. Yeah. Brilliant. So still a top 10 finish for Justin Allgaier. Josh yep. Berry finishes third. Um, yep. You know, it's these guys are doing well in these junior motorsports cars. So, um, yep. and then of course you've got the, uh, you've got the, the um, JGR cars as well. I mean, between those two groups, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, Trevor Bain's coming to steal some stuff. And, you know, John Hunter dipping down um, a little bit, too, with uh, with Ty Gibbs being as, as good as he is as well. Uh, and Brandon Jones, I mean, shout yeah. out to that guy. Finished second. And, and Brandon gets overlooked a little bit compared to who he's running with a lot. Um, but he's he's a pretty solid guy behind the wheel, too. Um, so, I, I, you know, that's that Joe Gibbs stable is always going to be solid. It's really those two teams right now. Everybody else is kind of, you know, floating around. Yeah. Even even Colleague. I mean, Colleague is very very good. They've got AJ Almendinger, and, and they're going to be just fine. Landon Castle, um, Daniel Hemrick in, in there too. But that's that team is absolutely a threat. We'll see. We'll see more of them soon. But right now, it, it's pretty it's pretty cut and dry between Gibbs and Jr. I feel like. So I asked this again. I think I asked it last week or maybe the week before. Um, and I hinted at it a minute ago. What is the path for Noah Gregson? He, he there's no way he runs another year in the Xfinity series. If he runs another year in the Xfinity series, it's a waste. Yeah, I don't. So there's nowhere at Hendrick. He's not going yeah. Hendrick. He he's just got to. I mean, you look at you look at Chase Briscoe. I guess is kind of a comp here. Um, you know, when he we didn't know at the time that Clint Boyer was going to be, you know forced into retirement right <laughs> that's what I'll, I'll say it that way uh but you've got to be if you're noah gregson you have to be so good that somebody cannot deny your talent you've got to be put somewhere and mm-hmm. i just don't know i don't know Can what the chevy keep is. them i mean they, they they're gonna have a colleague ride yeah that they could put them in they could put them in a colleague ride there's no room at hendrick um track house maybe if you need another, another charter, charter though yeah that's the you thing need, you yeah need you a charter need, need a charter do you do you look at if you're like brad keselowski maybe um you that's, know, he could that's what i'm wondering him. do you take brad you there's gonna be an open seat at, well, at stuart haas stuart haas is, is what i was gonna say next yeah. yeah if you you're looking at the somebody to hop into the 10 ride that'd be a nice fit there uh yeah. so yeah i mean there there's gonna be options i just don't know you know like how like much said, does Chevy have him locked down? I guess. Right. Right. And then, of course, there were. I saw rumors on Reddit again that, of course, we've never heard anything to substantiate this, but mm-hmm. we know he was looking last year. You know, does Junior Motorsports come into the Cup Series? Right. right. You know, do they get? Do they get the, a charter? And yeah, it's in? now the time. And, and you know, I will say too, let's not count it out. I mean, Clint. Um, excuse me, Kurt Busch and Kevin Harvick at their age, yeah, we cannot, sure. we cannot rule out that they would retire. Um even though they've just got these rides. It doesn't sound like Kurt's going anywhere, but I haven't heard anything on Kevin just yet. So um, let's wait and see, I guess, on those as we get a little bit later into the year. Right. Oh, let's see. Noah Gregson. Uh, it's his sixth victory in the Xfinity Series. Only six wins in the Xfinity Series. That's kind of surprising. Mm-hmm. Uh, 106 yep. Xfinity Series starts. Um, 
first victory and fourth top 10 finish in 2022. So yeah, you mentioned uh, he's been right there all season <laughs> yeah. long. Yeah. Um, it's his first victory at Phoenix Raceway. He's run seven races there before. It's his fourth top 10 finish at Phoenix. Uh, Sheldon Creed. Sheldon Creed. Was the highest finishing rookie on the day in 14th. My boy. <laughs> there you go. There's your Xfinity series. Um, I, one other thing I wanted to point out in this before we, uh, before we move on uh, to the news, James, is I mentioned Danica Patrick in the last uh, segment. Um, I wanted to mention that there was there is somebody who's been in the booth uh, this season that is very strong and has a bright bright future in the broadcast booth when his NASCAR career is over, and uh, unfortunately for many, it's going to be a while yet. And that's Joey Logano. He yeah, yeah. he is absolutely terrific in my opinion as a color commentator. Yeah, um, he's good. He does a great job. He works well with whoever he's with in the booth. Um, he's funny. He's entertaining. Um, I'm a Joey Logano fan, so maybe that helps, but I, I think he's incredible at it. And, and yep. he did a good job again this weekend. Um, yep, I agree with that. I, I checked in for a little while um, on Joey and, and yeah, they were, they, he's good. He's, he's been a bright spot solid. of those Xfinity broadcasts all season long. Uh, Man, keep and, him in the, keep him in the Xfinity booth for, yep. for a while. I mean, let him get some reps. He ain't got to go to cup. Uh, for a while he's he's got some driving to do still exactly and daniel suarez did a good job again uh as well in the phoenix race so it's always good to to hear him in the booth again a guy you know i'm sitting here thinking that suarez i'm assuming that english isn't his first language to go no, and do not. broadcasting in your second language well, i just i can't fathom that because i know a little bit of spanish but not enough of a second language to even speak it fluently let alone yeah. do a, a broadcast man and shout out to daniel suarez because that guy was so close to being gone forever yeah and he stuck it he you know i i love the guys that can grind mm -hmm. and that dude went to gaunt and grind he did the grind like absolute grunt work grinded it out a whole yeah. season and uh worked his way over to track house and man is that a sunny rosy situation that he's found himself in um the best ride he's had you know, he, he had top tier rides with Stuart Haas for one year and then Joe Gibbs, obviously replacing Carl Edwards. But uh, this is this is the best he's he's looked since getting into the Cup Series. Uh, and this is a guy who's an Xfinity Series champ. So um, I love that he's sticking around and, and doing TV is only going to help him uh, with, with his brand that he's he's working to build. I, I mean, I love to see you love to see the recovery. I mean, it's a great, great, great story because he could have been gone pretty quick. Yeah, I love that he's sticking around. You got to really respect those guys that are able to take the step back and 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 start over. You know, in mm -hmm. one of the lower series, um, you know, you got Daniel Hemrick who's done that. Um, mm -hmm. John Hunter Nemechek, right, James? I mean, I know. Yep. <laughs> just yeah, he went too. There. He went. Too, he went too far back. But yeah. I just had to throw it out there for you. <laughs> he did that on. See, but that's the thing with him. He did that on his own. I I don't know. Right. Like, he he's. <laughs> He's on a whole different trajectory. I'm not yeah, sure but I mean, he's he was on a path to, you know, something like you could see something like Corey LaJoy doing something like this, too. You know, yeah, Corey just ended up in the wrong path to where he didn't get the top notch ride. He's a good driver. Um, and maybe he could have jumped down to one of the lower series and, and mm -hmm. gotten back on the right path. Who knows? Um, and, and obviously the John Hunter Nemechek story is still, you know, here to be told. We don't know what's yeah. going to happen with We're him. Sure obviously, that, yeah, that's gonna, he's yeah. doing well in the truck series, but will he get that opportunity to come back up? Who knows? Well, that's why I'm enjoying, you know. I'm enjoying this Landon Castle story and, and I hope that yeah. he can, man, if that dude finds victory lane, that's going to be something. 
I, I really hope he can figure figure out a way to get there. You can go right been... way back in NASCAR history to look at something like this too. And, and you know, we're going to talk about ASA here in a bit. But Mark Martin did this. He he made a jump to oh, the yeah. Cup Series, struggled yep. terribly, and went back down to ASA, won a championship there, and then yep. came up back up to NASCAR. And obviously, and, we know what Mark Martin became. So, yep. And Mark Martin, admittedly, was not mature enough, right, to get to the Cup Series. He had. Um, I mean, it was easier was... back then because. You, yeah, you didn't have to be. You didn't start racing in the Cup Series till you were thirty-five, and and I don't think I exactly. Well, yeah, that too, and, and and he raced till he was dang near fifty-five. Right. Um. I I don't think I'm speaking out of turn here, and if I am, Eric, edit this. Uh, but he had alcohol substance issues, um, as part of that as well, and he, you know, went back, got down to, you know, I guess get his elbows dirty a little bit, and uh, and reshaped his entire life and structure, and came back more prepared, more mature and, and hall of famer now. So there you go. Pretty cool. Yeah. Like I said, you got to applaud anybody who's able to take a step back and, and make the run and, and, you know, change the, change yep. their career trajectory. You know, yep. that's a big word it. for me to say in a podcast. That is, that is trajectory. a big word. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Career trajectory. Good work. There you go. Nice that's That's why I'm a professional, James. <laughs> Do this for a living. Barely say my name correctly. Um, <laughs> All right, let's, uh, let's talk some news. Not a ton of stuff. I didn't want James put in notes here. Want to definitely follow up. Um, I didn't get a chance to watch the Arca race, but uh, and as a matter of fact, when I forgot the Arca race was even on Friday night, and I saw you post in our group chat that that was a great or great win or whatever, and I'm like, what yeah. in the hell is he talking about? But yeah. obviously, we talked last week about the uh, the hauler driver who was killed. Or for David Gilliman Racing uh, in the Arca Series, and Taylor Gray backs it up with a big win at Phoenix yeah. Raceway uh, yep. for that team, and very very cool deal for them yeah. uh, for sure. They were they weren't sure that he was going to race. Yeah, there was talk that they were going to sit this one out. They got a car, put it together, ran it unsponsored with just the names on the car, and um, man. Only in sports, you yeah, know, right. Only in sports. That's, that's part of why we love this stuff. Uh, we love racing. We love everything else that we, you, you just don't get, um, the human aspect of this. It's so deep, so, so impactful, so powerful. Um, I don't know. I mean, I know it's the Arca series. It's, it's not as well known nationally, but just, I mean, this is just something. I mean, we, We've we've seen this in motorsports a handful of times, Eric, yep. and um, it it never ceases to amaze me that when tragedy strikes, you know, this the story finds a way to break through. And, and kudos to David Gillen and Racing Taylor Gray, getting it done, um, huge emotional win. And uh, Taylor said it best. I mean, these guys on this team are his brothers, his family, and um, bro, just cool. I mean, just it, it's worth shouting it out. We don't talk the Arca series a whole heck of a lot, and and this is. Uh, probably the biggest story of the weekend, I think. Even, even, <laughs> even surpassing Chase Briscoe's first win, which yeah. was huge. This, this, this was something else. It's, it's pretty, pretty cool. Yeah, the Arca Racing Series too. I mean, I haven't watched it since Daytona, but seems to be on an upswing as well this year. They've got a lot more cars. Uh, yeah, there's some health. And... They got some. Yeah, they're healthy. I would say it, it looks, it looks healthy at this, at this point. That they was definitely a hit a transition period um for a couple of years there with nascar's purchase and the uncertainty of what was what arca was going to become and the new car and all that stuff and um yep. they've they've seemed to be re, have a resurgence coming so that's good yep very cool good yeah. series to have we need to, we need to keep that series going yep. that was one of my big worries when nascar bought them is whether they would do the right thing or the wrong thing and it felt a little bit for a while like 
it might have been going the wrong direction, but it's good to see that uh, coming together for them. So yep, yep, exactly. Hopefully, they can keep it going strong. Um, speaking of NASCAR leadership, we had a leadership shakeup this week. Steve O'Donnell is has been promoted to chief operating officer, and Ben Kennedy has returned to the competition team, where he will be the senior vice president of racing development and strategy. Yep. Um, I don't know. I've lost track of where the hell all these guys are in the organization. <laughs> I pretty much know that that Steve O'Donnell, Ben Kennedy. Mm-hmm. Mike Helton, all those guys are Steve Phelps. Steve Phelps, yep. they're very important people in NASCAR, and that's all that really matters to me. Well, you know, th- this this press release is all this says to me was, oh boy, the clash was a huge success. Yeah. here you go. Yeah, this, <laughs> that's what it sounds like to me. Yeah, we want to make sure that our executives are promoted accordingly because we had a huge hit on our hands at, at the Coliseum. Kind of felt like we just took the nameplates off the doors and just shuffled them and put them back up on the doors. And we're like, okay, this is the announcement this week. So, well, and, you know, and I'm sure their <laughs> bank accounts are totally fine with that. Yeah. Uh, because I'm sure that was another change. Yeah, I'm sure. But, you know what? In all serious, no, serious, seriousness though. Um, these guys have helped guide us through and Phelps as well. Um, have kind of, at this point, they've brought us out the other side of some pretty weird stuff. James, they uh, dug us out of the Brian France hole. The Brian France <laughs> hole. And then we were, after that, we were hit with a global pandemic for two right? years. Uh, they navigated their way through that. Yeah, Navigated think- their way th- so well through it. I mean, we didn't have a failure yeah. during the pandemic, James. Everything went off without a hitch. The only, the only black eye on the sport was the Donald Trump Bubba Wallace yeah fiasco that's true I, I, we did have that what what are you supposed to do with a situation like that either you don't yeah. you know but again the leadership of NASCAR has guided us through and um I've you know I've been shaky on my trust of NASCAR and I I still uh I still have my uh my reservations well our job our job is to be skeptical yeah, and that's fine. I mean, we have a podcast. We have, yeah. uh, you know, we have content to create here. So, yeah. <laughs> but, but, um, and I'm pr- I'm say... probably a bigger NASCAR cheerleader than you are. Um, I sure, tend yeah. To, I mean, I tend to be fine. more in favor of the things that they try to change because I I like change despite being a traditional fan. Um, yep. And you're an old curmudgeon who doesn't like change. I, Larry David, yes. <laughs> but we, uh, you, you, uh, you are correct. They they got us when Brian France had his DUI. We that was I'm not kidding you the best moment the sport has had in 12 to 15 years, because it got him out. The, I mean, clear out, got yeah. him out of the way. Yeah, and we've we've done so much better since. I mean, how, how you know? Here's the often- thing: even if Brian France wasn't, as, and I don't want to sit here and rip on the guy, but even if Brian France wasn't as terrible as fans perceive him to have been, the perception is the reality. Mm-hmm. Period, and the fact that yep. he's not in the leadership role anymore, there are still people that are very hurt as fans from the period of time when he was here, and yes. they are I mean, still they still have not forgiven the sport. Yep. Um. So you know, and Tony and Tony Stewart famously would go after Brian France big time, right? And um, I he he has been proven to be completely right. <laughs> because, <laughs> you know, you've got these guys who, who live and breathe this stuff. Brian France didn't care. He only cared about the bottom line. Yeah. Um, Steve O'Donnell and, and Ben Kennedy and Steve Phelps, they, they care more about the people in the sport than anything. I get that. I get that feeling. Those are the types of guys like I would want to, I would follow those guys into, you know, yeah. I guess 
I, well, this isn't the right. T- I'm not going to say what I was going to say because I'm going to correct myself. Uh, I would work for those guys. Let's put you it that way. you would follow them blindly into a major, uh, yes. super speedway esque experiment such as the one this weekend in Atlanta. Yes, thank you. Yes, <laughs> yes, blindly. Yes, yep. And I and I'll be skeptical most yeah. most of the time, but I'll follow you. Well, I'll, I will follow you. We'll talk about that here in a few minutes. Um, yep. You mentioned we already talked about Jeff Gordon being back in the booth. Good to see him there. Uh, yep. We've hinted a little bit about the ASA thing. So NASCAR man history, right? Was it? Mm-hmm. He NASCAR put, man. NASCAR man uh, put a video out um, about uh, potentially NASCAR bringing the ASA series back. The American Speed Association. Apparently NASCAR has trademarked the name. Uh, they mm-hmm. did it last year. This is the second time they've actually owned the name. They owned it uh, previously and then let it expire. Um. So a little rumor is floating around. We know that uh, we talked about earlier this season on the podcast that the um, Championship Racing Association, I believe is the, the organization, CRA, mm-hmm. um, is planning a national late model series as well. Um, so who knows? Maybe it would be in conjunction. Maybe it would be separate. Uh, this could be a good thing or a bad thing, James. You know, you sent this message earlier today, and I said, I don't know how to take this because it could be NASCAR buying it to rebrand something that mm-hmm. exists. Uh, you mentioned before we got started the podcast that it could be the the electric series that we've I, God, I hope not. <laughs> yeah, that would yeah, be OK. Uh, blindly follow NASCAR, but that would be pretty stupid, in my opinion, to do that. That would that would be dead on arrival um, because you're not going to get those traditional ASA fans to buy into an electric series. Right. Um, but I mean, very it'd be very, very cool to see NASCAR come up with a, a you know, another national late model series, especially something. Yep the spec late models that they ran um, something similar to that in the ASA series. I mean, these were late models that you could find at a lot of your, you know, Friday, Mm -hmm. Saturday night short tracks that you could race in the series and it would work. Um, And and anyway, this, this video, the YouTube link is in uh, the show notes um, at the superspeedway.com. Great video, just kind of the history of ASA. and, And, you know, I was pretty up on the history of how it all worked out, but not fully. Um, and it, it filled in some gaps for me with the whole deal with how, um, CBS bought the, bought this part of the series and then MTV took over TNN mm-hmm. and drove them out. And that's, I, I knew that they had, they, the series ended because they were partially because they were buying TV time on speed channel, but I didn't realize how they got there to that point. So, um, yeah. just, it's a, it's a really interesting video. Um, worth watching and, and very cool if we could get the if we can get some semblance of the ASA back, James. Yeah. Um, you know, there's some major graduates that went through the Cup Series. Mark Martin, Alan Kowicki, Rusty Wallace. Yep. Um, Jimmy Johnson raced in the ASA Series. Kyle Busch raced in the ASA Series. Joey Logano raced in the ASA Series. You know, there's a lot of big names that, that went through that series. Um, yep. That uh, it'd be a great place to to grow, you know, the young the young kids. I mean, yep. nowadays they'd be racing the ASA series when they're like ten. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, yeah. like I said, Joey was fourteen when he raced in ASA. So yep. I mean, Jimmy Johnson, Mark Martin, all these guys yeah. came from the ASA series. Well, um, some, so. I mean, other Ted Musgrave, Ted Musgrave, um, you know, Dick Trickle for God's sakes. Oh God, yeah, the, the goat, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, Kyle Busch was an ASA driver, so yeah, it's yep. a lot of big names, champions come yep. out of the ASA series, and, and it's a Midwest series. Eric, show right. us some love. Exactly. Uh, that, that's our that's our neck of the woods. I mean, ASA has been in our backyard a couple of times, so 
There, there you go. Uh, only other news item, uh, Richard Childress said this week that he had basically said that he's got Tyler Reddick wrapped up, James. Uh, yep. Reddick is contracted at least through 2023 uh, for Richard Childress Racing, and uh doesn't seem like Richard plans on him going anywhere. So, Yep. Nope. I, I mean... That guy is the future of the of yeah. the organization. If you if you do, if you do this right, uh, he can be your flagship driver. Unfortunately for Austin Dillon, right? He's killing, he's killing him, right? So, uh, there you go. With that, James, we go to Atlanta Motor Speedway this weekend, and we're gonna do our picks here in a minute. Which I, I, <laughs> I just don't even to, know what to do. I have to ask you, yeah, what is your strategy going on these picks? Because I'm pretty much like I'm I, thinking about just taking. Know. I've not picked my drivers. Normally, I have my drivers pick before this. I know um, who I'm gonna pick for the cup race if you don't take the driver I'm taking, but other, if you take if you take the driver I'm gonna take, I don't I don't know where else to go. I'm so. really tempted to just like close my eyes and pick somebody from the point standings, and that's my driver because I don't. Yeah, there's you can't go by past history at Atlanta. You can't go by super speedway races. You can't go by mile. There's not there's no way to know who to pick here. It's, yeah. it's ridiculous. So anyway, Atlanta Motor Speedway this weekend. James, I, I wanted to t- spend a little bit more time on this because we have such a mm-hmm. – we're basically it's going new. to a new racetrack this weekend. Yep. Um, just to recap, in case you've been living under a rock, uh, Atlanta Motor <laughs> Speedway, we're gonna, they, they had to repave the track. It's been – had the same asphalt on it for about 78 years. Not really. 1996. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, 96, 97, yeah. Yeah. Um, when they reconfigured it, they paved it, and the, the asphalt's been falling apart, so they had to repave it. And the the brilliant minds at Speedway Motorsports and NASCAR decided that instead of asking the drivers what they should do, they would just go um, go off the wall and do their own thing and try to make a super, a mile and a half super speedway. Um, so what we've got here, the the apron, James, the apron is the same. Uh, the apron is banked at two degrees. That is the only thing that has not changed. Mm-hmm. Um, the former transition apron, so the the space between the apron and the racetrack, used to be four degrees. It is now eighteen degrees, James, which is the banking at Michigan International Speedway in the corners. It is mm-hmm. the banking in the trioval at Daytona and Talladega, uh, eighteen degrees. The former banking in the turns was twenty four degrees. It is now twenty eight degrees, so an extra four degrees in the turns. Uh, previously, the track width, the front stretch, back stretch, and turns were all fifty five feet wide. Now the new configuration, the front stretch is 61.6 feet or 61 feet, six inches wide. The back stretch is 42 feet wide and the turns are 40 feet wide. Um, so this is what we've got here at, at Atlanta Motor Speedway this weekend. Um, there are a lot of people that are screaming that there's NASCAR wants three wide racing and there's no way they're going to race three wide here. But James, I, I did some research and it's really hard to find the width of racetracks. Mm-hmm. Um, they're, they're, they talk about length and all that banking, but most of the places don't publicize the width, but I was able to find some. So Atlanta Motor Speedway, 40 feet wide at its skinniest part. Uh, do you know how wide Daytona International Raceway is, James? It's not that wide, it honestly. Is, it's probably it is 75 feet. 40 feet wide. Oh my God. <laughs> the racing okay. surface at Daytona is 40 feet wide. And guess what? They race three wide at Daytona. Yeah, they certainly do. Um, Daytona's banking, however, is 31 degrees versus Atlanta's 28. Uh, Talladega is only, James, 48 feet wide. Why did they get 70 from? I don't know. There's, okay. n- I don't think there's a track on the circuit that's 70 feet wide, to be I quite mean, honest. Fe- I guess Phoenix may be the only one. Maybe. So, um, so 48 uh, feet wide at Talladega, 33-degree banking. Uh, Bristol Motor Speedway, James, 
Do you know how wide Bristol Motor Speedway is? Uh, 35. Uh, maybe take an easier guess. It's 40 feet wide, James. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> uh, 30 degrees of banking at Bristol. Um, Charlotte Motor Speedway, I was unable to find the width officially, but I believe that Charlotte Motor Speedway and Las Vegas Motor Speedway that we just raced at are also 40 feet wide. Um, Charlotte has 24 degrees of banking in the turns. So the verdict is out on this and whether we're going to get a super speedway style race or not. We are running the super speedway package, um, 510 horsepower motors. Um, we will have a yellow line rule, which is going to leave a lot of question marks. Um, so that'll be interesting. But so my, my concern is that you are taking a smaller track and wanting to run wide open all the way around it. I would think you'd need to have higher banking than what you yeah. have on the super speedways, not less. Um, yeah. Is four degrees of banking in Atlanta going to be enough to allow you to run f uh, in a pack full throttle? I don't know. I don't know. iRacing says maybe. <laughs> yeah. So a lot of unknowns this weekend. Um, well, and I've, I heard um, this might have been on the teardown. I'm going to give Jeff and Jordan credit. Um that the track is already becoming abrasive a little bit. Okay. Like the surface is not like Michigan, you know, where it's hmm. glass. Interesting. So that's, that's something that's going on. I, I'd like to see that this weekend though. So don't that, take my word. 100% for it. That may either help or hurt. Um, they also did a lot of stuff with drainage um, with the track as well. Uh, there's a lot mm -hmm. of drainage built into it. So it should age a lot better than the old track did. Mm -hmm. um, less weepers, all that stuff. Um. The, the other thing that, that was noted, uh, Justin Allgaier was on Door Bumper Clear and they asked him about it. And Justin pointed out that they're running the super speedway package. And if they have to lift in the turns, the short, the normal mile and a half package, the normal package that they run at tracks has drag when you lift off the throttle. It's designed that way. But the super speedway package doesn't have that. So if mm -hmm. they're lifting going into the turns, they're going to need to do more than just lift because they're not going to scrub off any speed when they lift. Mm -hmm. um, so that's an interesting factor that didn't really think about. Mm -hmm. um, so anyway, I, I just I, I find it really interesting. The concern about not being able to run three wide, that shouldn't be an issue. We run three wide at every one of the tracks that I mentioned right. that has 40 degrees, 40 degree width. Um, certainly do it at Daytona. No problem. Um, I am James. I am very optimistic and hopeful for this weekend. And I'm very, very excited going into Atlanta. I really hope it does what they want it to do because I want another super speedway race. Mm -hmm. Um, so I hope it works and we're going to get to see the first test on Saturday when we run the truck series and the Xfinity series and a double header. Mm -hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah. <laughs> what do you think? Are you, yeah. are you excited about this? Are you, I'm not disappointed about losing the old Atlanta because personally, yeah. I thought the old Atlanta sucked. Well, he, here's my counter to that. And here's where I'm coming from. Okay. Auto club in Vegas were pretty dang good. Yeah. <laughs> with the, with the packages, the way they were. Yeah. So the old Atlanta probably would have been pretty decent. Maybe. Uh, maybe. Maybe. Right. I don't know. Um, but here, here's the thing, man. We got enough mile and a half. If we, if they wanted to do something completely wild and different like this, by God, yeah, do it. Who, who cares? It's Marcus yes. Smith's money, man. Yeah. <laughs> Spend it. Yep. And if it don't work, tear it up and do it again. Yeah. Or do like Bristol and just ignore the problem for the next or, several years. Or do like, do like Texas and die a slow death, oh I guess. Oh, my God. Texas is... Maybe completely. if this works, we do something like this at Texas. Maybe. God. You might have to. Yeah, Texas is completely... Ugh. But yeah. I'm, uh, I'm optimistic for this race. I don't know 
I don't know what the super speedway package is going to do here, but they've been testing. So, yeah. I mean, we'll, we'll see. Um, the simulators say it will work. <laughs> yeah. I'm not convinced we're going to see pack racing, but let's, let's see it. Let's see it. I, well, I'm, and again, just, it was Justin or might've been Joey Logano this morning that said, um, even if they don't have pack racing, you're going to have big runs. Yeah. And it's the racing is going to look wild one way yeah. or the other. I'm looking forward to something different. I don't care. I mean, this is, this isn't like slapping dirt on Bristol to me. This is, yeah. this is a complete, it's definitely more uh, of a commitment. <laughs> yeah. It's a, it's a full blown change. So yeah, let's, let's see it. I'm, I, you know, NASCAR's been, uh, I've been throwing haymakers at NASCAR for, for a while and they keep countering with body shots. And uh, this could be, this could be the knockout blow uh, for me. <laughs> if they, if they nail this, um, I'll have to shut up and just take it <laughs> from now on. <laughs> So yeah, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I am. I'm, I can't wait for it. I really wish it was Saturday. Yeah. Saturday night. Yeah. Lights. Um, so let's see here just to recap, cause we don't normally do this, but because we have the double header this weekend and because there's a lot of anticipation, anticipation with this race, uh, we do have 50 minutes of practice for the cup series this weekend, by the way, uh, yep. Friday, the Xfinity, the camping world truck series, NASCAR Xfinity series and cup series will all, uh, get practice time starting at 3 p.m. with the truck series, moving through 5 p.m. Uh, to 6 p.m. for the cup series uh, with the Xfinity series sandwiched in between. That's Eastern time. Uh, we have qualifying for the truck series, kicking things off at 1030 in the morning um, on uh, on Fox Sports 2 on Saturday. Uh, qualifying for the cup series at 1230. Xfinity series is between those. Uh, the Camping World Truck Series runs the Freight 208 at 230 p.m. Eastern. And the NASCAR Xfinity Series starts at 5 p.m. with the Nally Cars 250 uh, Cup Series on Sunday at 3 p.m. for the Folds of Honor Quick Trip 500. Uh, as for picks, so last week I beat James, uh, but not enough, <laughs> unfortunately. <laughs> what what um, happened to us, man? It was a on Sunday. Bad, we got bad that was day. a beat down. At least you got stage points. I got nothing. Yeah. So James had Martin Truex Jr. and got a whopping two points out of the day. Um, I got might 13 with Kyle Larson. Um, fortunately, Justin Allgaier got me some points on Saturday with 41 to Daniel Hemrick's 32. Uh, so I beat James by 20 points, but James still has a 26-point lead. So I get to pick first. And again, Man. I don't have a freaking clue. I think I'm going with aggression this weekend. Sure. Um, so the freight uh, auction's 200. Uh, on, actually, it's 208, James. 208. According oh, my to, bad. According to Too Atlanta um, yep. on Saturday with the truck series is our first pick. And let me look here real quick. I had an idea of where I was going. Don't take mine, dude. I've got a plan I'm going to go with who I was going to go with. And I'm going to go with Zane Smith. I don't know why. Oh, nice. There's absolutely no reason, but I'm going Zane Smith for this one. Zane Smith. I just feel in. like last year I saw – Gillen like really rough it up with this truck and really willing to get in. Zane Smith's a great driver. I think the team's mm -hmm. going to be supportive of, you know, using the bumper and getting in there. And yep. I, that's what I'm going for. So just completely pull out of my butt, James. Yeah, that's fine. That's good. <laughs> uh, I'm only going to get to sneak, sneak a pick past you one time uh, right here. So I'm going to do it right now. Uh, Ryan priest. I'm okay. going to take him. He has claimed truck series points. So nice. He's not running. He's not running all the races, but he'll score. So, I'm I'll still take, comfortable with my Zane Smith pick over your Ryan Priest. Yeah, pick. I think Ryan. I, I, I mean Ryan Priest. He's won in that truck um, before, so I'll, I'll go there. And I, I like 
that he's recently a cup uh, a cup driver. So we'll see what he can do. Um, that's a good that's a good truck. I, I don't know if uh, I don't know what he's gonna look like. Uh, I'm not super confident in it, but I like the talent behind the wheel there. I'll, I'll go I'll go Priest. Um, I'm gonna go. You know what? I'm just gonna throw it at the wall and go with Noah Gregson for the Xfinity Series, James. Dang, yeah, I was gonna try. I was actually gonna take him because uh, of stability. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. Like, I, I there's so much good coming out of that that Junior Motorsports camp that I kind of want to pick a Junior Motorsports car. I can't pick Allgaier, um, yeah. and I'm not comfortable with Josh Berry in this situation. So I'm gonna go with Noah Gregson. Yeah, I'm gonna take another part timer um, here, and. Um, a guy who was good at plate racing back in the day, I'll take Trevor Bain. Nice. So I'm, I've got the piece together, uh, part timers squad going on so far. There you go. And the cup series. This is the tough one, man, because it is yeah. there. You have the unknown of the car. You have the unknown of the track. I know who God. I want to take here, but I feel like you're going to, you're going to come in and swoop in and steal it up, but we'll see. Hmm. I don't even know where you're going to go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I don't even know. I don't even know. <laughs> Give me Ross Chastain. Ah, good one. Yeah, okay. I mean, he's gonna again. Do no something. reason, man. I guess yeah. I should look at what the next race is. The next race is the road course, so I'm all right yeah. with that. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, Coda's, uh, Coda's. Oh, I'm losing Noah Gregson for Coda though. That's tough. This oh, well. is gonna be my my first repeat of the season. Give me Ryan Blaney okay. uh, here. He's he's shown to be an excellent draft driver with the way he's run at Daytona and Talladega. If that correlates in any sort of way, I like Penske. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm not going to take Austin Sindrick here, but Ryan Blaney, he usually finds his way around. Now, his pit crew is probably going to kill me uh, at some point, but um, uh, yeah, this will be my first repeat pick. Ryan Blaney is the, our most picked driver of the season so far. Interesting. Um, yep. I will say so. that uh, that I really, really wanted to go with Joey Logano. Um, yeah, I mean Penske is going to be good here. I, Joey's Joey's probably going to be really solid. Joey's so. good at plate races. He's also good at new situations. Um, so Joey's probably a good pick. But you know what, James? Everybody's going to wreck out of this thing anyway. So who the heck knows? <laughs> yeah, I think I no know. matter what the racing is this weekend, we're going to see some cars get stacked up. Yep. Yeah. I think so. I think so. Uh, James, take us to the fantasy league. How'd that go this week? Eric, I don't even know. I can't even describe my frustration. I don't even league. look at it. So as far as like this league, I, I joke all the time that this league drives me crazy, but <laughs> honest to God, I am at my wits end with the league. I have finished in the top three, four or three of the four races this year. And I'm nowhere to be found in the, uh, in the top three for the, for the season standing. So, so, Go figure. Um, Kyle Larson blows a motor and takes what would have been a monster win for me and puts me in second. Justin seven one three, your winner two oh five. I was second two hundred and fast to the grass one ninety six. Eric, you were sixth at one eighty seven. We were all pretty close. Mid pack. It's just that's right where I hang. Yep, yep. Overall standings. Justin seven one three is our leader. Todd freight train is in second. Fast to the grass is third. And Eric, me and you, you know, we're not off to as Shitty of a start as we know. <laughs> it's not bad. Uh, no, we're right there. Um, I'm the last person in the 700 club. You're right there, 695, fourth and fifth. So, yeah. Um, I'm I'm gonna say it one more time, Ranger. Yeah, we're beating I'm, him. 
I mean, he's he's lurking, right? <laughs> he's just he's playing. He said it. he's got the strategy, James. He picks bad at the beginning of the season, and then and he's he got all on like, the good drivers. Yep, he waits till yep. the end of the season when you know who's good. Yep, and he'll have all those guys hair on fire at some point, right? Yep, maybe the new car's yep. throwing him for a loop. Yep. So I, maybe, maybe or practice. I don't know. Yeah. He's gonna he's gonna hear this and be like, "You sobs, I'm coming for you this right. week." So he's got a plan. I'm I'm waiting for it. Yeah, he's got a plan. I'm he'll, not worried. He'll about win it in the end. Yeah, but that dang fantasy league. God, man. <sighs> yeah, I don't know. Uh, James, uh, I'm gonna give a quick shout out here, real quick. I want to shout out NASCAR, James. I know that's a oh, little wow. odd, but so the reason I'm going to shout him out is, and I think I teased this a little bit a week or so ago. Maybe I can't remember if I talked about it or not, but anyway, um, NASCAR puts the full race replays up on YouTube all the time. Um, and a lot of old classic races. And the biggest thing for me is I like going back and watching some of those old classic races or at least moments from them. But mm-hmm. nine times out of 10, you get a old video shot from an old broadcast from an old VHS tape and the quality sucks. But NASCAR's videos, of course, are from the original film. And mm-hmm. so you get pretty decent quality for something that was filmed in 1988 as the one was that I watched this week. Um, watched a good percentage of the inaugural Phoenix International Raceway race in 1988. That's a good which, one. Yep. Uh, which was Alan Kowicki's inaugural win, the birth of the Polish victory lap. Um, where ESPN thought that he got lost on the way to victory lane. That's the reason I watched it, James, is because I watched that race live, and I remember Bob Jenkins, remembered in my head, Bob Jenkins saying that he got lost on the way to victory lane. Yeah. And I wanted to go back and see if I remembered that correctly, that they really thought he did. Um, and, yeah, so um, I, it, was, it was fun to watch. I've, I watched a couple old Riverside races recently. Um, I've been clicking around watching a few of those really old races from the – the eighties and nineties back when I started watching, uh, watching the series. So good on NASCAR for putting those out mm-hmm. there, having that content available and uh, not charging us for it. Just giving it up, giving it to us for free. So yep. very cool. Yep. Any shout outs for you, James? Yeah. I, uh, I finished the Bubba Wallace race nice. doc on Netflix and um, just wanted to shout out NASCAR, their involvement in that. I thought it was pretty Look well at done. Our NASCAR I... fanboys. Yeah. I... <laughs> The fact that NASCAR, oh, we're real critical of NASCAR, James. Yeah, <laughs> I, I will say um, NASCAR five years ago wouldn't have gotten into this type of a type of a thing where it's it's um, I mean, the, 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 the title of the show is called race and it yeah. goes into it's not talking about cars on the track. It's talking about um, social injustice and whole bunch of other things i i part of me is still shocked that they got into it as deep as they do um but i i don't think the documentary is an a plus by any means i think it's more of a b b minus um it would be my if you know here i am uh giving it a full critique but i thought it was i thought it was very well done i thought it showed nascar in a very positive light um bubba wallace comes off a little bit i think like we know him eric i'm not sure the the general public knows him. He's kind of weird, mm-hmm. um, but very, you know, a nice guy, weird, kind of misunderstood. Um, so I guess that comes across a little bit. Okay. And, um, but shout out to some of our favorites who are, uh, who are experts on this show. Um, <laughs> we, I mentioned Bob Pockris was on there, but uh, one of the later episodes, Jordan Bianchi shows up and, nice. and I was like, ah, it's Jordan. Um, so to, to see, uh, to see those two in the mix with Michael Strahan, um 
you know, more well-known names, Jamel Hills on there too. Uh, she used to host sports center. Um, so there's, there's a lot of people who are commentating on this, uh, on this documentary show and, and it was pretty well done. Uh, and, and with that, I'm on to drive to survive. I'm looking forward to that. I'm, I'm kind of saving that. So I, I really love that show. I know I, man, I wish I had more time in my life to get into these. If they were half hour shows, James, I could do it because they're hour. Drive I, to survive is made for, for uh, people like me who just love the, I, I guess I get into the drama. I can't, see, I, can't I feel it. like I, it used to be, I had to feel, I felt like I had to commit to a movie because they were too right. long. And anymore, I feel like if it's more than a half hour, man, that's a commitment. Yep. And, yep. and it's tough because I don't have a half hour or more than a half hour to spend on a show. So I usually watch before I go to bed and yep. I don't know. I can't get into something that's like super dramatic either. Cause then I'm going to stay awake and watch the next episode. And then soon it's four o'clock in the morning and I'm six episodes deep into a show that I can't stop watching. So, yep. Yep. <sighs> anyway, uh, Jackass corner, James got a Jackass this week. I know you do. Yes, I do. Uh, <laughs> he deleted his tweet though. Um, but I'll just, I won't give the actual Twitter handle out, Twitter handle out, but it's a backslash AC two, seven, two, four, seven, seven on Twitter uh, tweeted at Mike joy to get rid of the Polish victory lap because of because, <laughs> because the Polish are proud people. And he was dead serious. <laughs> How, I mean, we're too PC in this country, man. Yeah. Good Lord. Kudos to Mike Joy for telling him no because <laughs> Alan Quick is a proud is a proud Polak, I guess. I don't I feel like Mike Joy is such a great ambassador for our sport. He's done a great job coming at the haters. He, re- um, he really has. I, oh, this man. isn't I forgot about this tweet because this is not where I thought you were going. I thought oh, you were gonna go with Danica to. for no. asking on the broadcast. Well, that's part of it. What the Polish victory lap is. is. That Mike, is that when they drive around backwards? Is that called the Polish victory? <laughs> Good Lord. Have <sighs> we come this far with, uh, you know, new That fans. shows how out of touch Danica really is with NASCAR, which is not she necessarily her fault, be, but man, I feel like she, she be, had to, I think she was trying to tee it up and didn't, didn't mean to sound as ignorant as she did. She had to have. I mean, it was so bad. It was so bad. That's but, just an example we, of why she's not good in that role. But anyway, yeah. P- PC culture. Can we, can we, are we allowed to leave some things alone? Especially when a guy with the last name Kowicki names it the Polish victory lap. Can we just leave it alone and call it the Polish victory lap? I don't know, man. I, I struggle because, you know, I get the PC aspect and I get that people are emotionally harmed by some of the things that, have been said for years and years and years and I get it. So I I see both sides of it, but it's really frustrating to see even like, so I'm, I'm all for getting rid of the Confederate flag in NASCAR. I'm all for getting rid of the racism, all that stuff, but I'm a Dukes of Hazzard fan, James. And if you're blurring the Confederate flag on the top of the general Lee, that's not historically accurate. Sure. It bothers me when we go that far, like you can't change the past. Don't yes. change it. Let's change our future. Acknowledge it. Yeah. Acknowledge it. Change our future. That's fine. But the past is the past and you can't, it, mm-hmm. it can't be changed. It's there. Educate people about the flag and, and move on. Right. That's, that's what we should do. It, it, we're not, I'm not taking Polish out of the Polish victory lap. Right. No, yeah. you can't have it. You can't have this one. You I'm going to have you. a whole bunch of other things. You with can't you. Ha- I'm, I, I will lead the charge into this one. I will not let this one be taken over 
Yeah, it I'm is, with you. It is the Polish victory lap. My God. So my jackass, James, I, I struggled with um, <laughs> because I don't know who it is. I don't know who to call the jackass in this situation. Maybe the maybe the situation is a jackass. No, not really. I, so my jackass is whoever is responsible for Chase Briscoe's hair. Because the victory lane interview or the interview on the track was so uncomfortable. He's got a problem like I do. do he's got to shave it short. I love Chase Briscoe and I felt he's so bad short. for the dude because here's this, his hair standing up like 10 inches long. And yeah, you're right. He he just needs to buzz the sucker off and just go with it, man. Um, yep. Poor dude needed a hat or something. Somebody should have run up and give him a hat. Fox should have, I don't know, somebody help him out. Um, greatest moment of his career, and he's never gonna want to watch that video. <laughs> he's got a he's got a legit comb over. He does, man. He he's does. Got it. You got it when you've got it. That Eric, you're looking at me right now, and you can see the glare. Yeah, you gotta cut it down. Right, it looks good. You have to. You got no other choice. Yeah, you've got no other choice. Keep Love you, Chase, man. But I feel for you, dude. I am not. I'm not picking on him. As a man, I feel bad for him. I struggle, Eric. You've got a luscious forehead of hair. <laughs> I Dude, am my, not I, as fortunate. I had a fear my entire life that I was going to go bald. Mm. Entire life. And fortunately, I mean, I mean, there's, I mean it's, yeah. it's legit. I've got I mean, some, some receding, life. but it's not, not, it's, you've it, known mine's me, acceptable. You, you've known me for a long time in my adult life, and it's always been this way. So yeah. But it looks I good. That looks good. And, and that would it's look good on Chase. Gray. I, 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 know. Yeah, I know. I feel bad for him. I mean, his hair was standing straight up alfalfa style. It was. <laughs> The, the wind. I don't know if it's the wind that's the jackass. If it's the, the his barber. I don't know who the jackass is, but somebody, somebody needed to step in on that whole deal. So feel for you, Chase. Really seriously, not picking on you, man. Um, congrats on the win. <laughs> but I'm, I'm sorry, dude. <laughs> I just think it's his it, Eric. You know, we we can call it. It's his hair that's yeah. the jackass. There you because go. My yeah, my hair. My hair is a jackass. Yeah, I mean, if, if his it hair does. would have just cooperated in that moment, but the hair wanted exactly. the, it, it wanted the intent. It, it was like Mike Pence's fly, James. I could not stop <laughs> looking at it, and I felt terrible about it. <sighs> I forgot about the fly. <laughs> oh, man. That's a great. That's a great way to sign off the show. Exactly. Right there. We just yeah. talked about Mike Pence on the podcast. There you go. Now I can wow. tag it and get extra visits uh, when people. Oh my God. I forgot about the fly. Wow. <laughs> uh, James, where can people find you on social media? If they want to hit you up during the week at James Cush on Twitter. If you want to yell at me for making fun of Chase Briscoe's hair, I didn't make fun of it. Not making fun of it. Feel for him. Uh, you can do it on Twitter at T super speedway. Uh, you can find the podcast on Facebook at facebook.com slash the super speedway. Our podcast is on the super speedway.com. You can find old episodes, uh, show notes, links to articles we've discussed past race coverage, photos, all that stuff on there. Uh, you can find the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and Facebook. Uh, Atlanta Motor Speedway is the home this weekend for the NASCAR All 3 Touring Series. I'm um, excited to check it out. Can't wait to get back here next week and talk about it all. Let's see what we see on Saturday and Sunday. No clue. Uh, probably the, the most uh, unsure of what to expect we've been since the Coliseum, James. I don't know. Completely don't know what to expect. Hopefully it's a good race. We'll be back to talk, yep. it, talk about it, criticize it, praise it, whatever. We'll talk about it all uh, next week. Until then, everybody, let's go racing.